Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Get in touch with Evan Orvath or contact one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecast or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out and use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. We would also like to thank Any Racing News and the Graphics Group for their support and of course the pals over on Patreon. We cannot thank you guys enough. Without you guys, none of this would be possible. You guys are really what keeps this ship afloat. Head on over to patreon.com slash blackflagpodcast to become a pal today. For just $4.69 a month, you get some monthly giveaways, some merchandise discounts, and of course, some exclusive content. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets it. If they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls this is going to be episode 162 of the black flag podcast as always i'm going to be charlie sanborn at c sanborn iii to my left is bradley saucier at b sauce 96 and to his left is going to be bobby timmons that's at bobby timmons 13 that is on all things social media together we are at black flag pod again on all things social media that's going to be on facebook instagram twitter uh venmo more importantly uh go on over to the uh patreon app as well to look up black flag podcast and uh get some exclusive content there some merchandise discounts and all sorts of cool stuff there um i think between the three of us uh one had a more exciting weekend than the other two uh so let's start off with you bob <coughs> I, had, I had a really exciting weekend how's the flappy bird coming <coughs> oh, that's good um worked on that a little bit sunday Starting to sound like the first race might not be the first race. Um, Fuck yeah, Bob's going to the Sizzler. Well, I'm just waiting for them to formally announce it so I can justify taking off that Sundays, the Sizzler, right? The, yeah. The bigger yeah. stuff is Sunday. I can't make a whole weekend of it, but I do want to go to the Sizzler. So if uh, that first big block race at Oxford gets postponed, which it kind of sounds like it's going to be. Why? Um, guys are uh, Too many guys are waiting on motor parts. <laughs> like four or five guys that can't put their engines back together, which uh, I'm also in the same boat at, uh, with my crate engine. So I have to put my old engine uh, back in my car after all, um, which is the exact reason why I didn't do the Port- uh, Portland Pirates Main Mariners car show <laughs> was because I didn't want to take the time to put my old engine back in knowing I got my new engine coming. Which you might as well have just put the old one back <laughs> in and brought to the car show because guess what I'm doing Sunday? Well. Putting an old crate engine in my 350 car. So, um, yeah, so... Um, Worked on the new car a little bit. I actually did some stuff for the small block car, too. Um, just sat around Thursday night and Friday night by myself, uh, drinking alone, watching NASCAR. And it was actually very entertaining both nights, the trucks in the Xfinity series, which I'm sure we will... Uh, spoiler alert to later on in the show. We'll probably talk about Martinsville quite a bit. Uh, I would assume so, yeah. I would um, hope so, anyway. And then Saturday night, I had a wedding. Um, friends of ours, JT Thurlow and Paige Larravee, got married. Very fun time. I like weddings. I've never had a bad time at a wedding. It was racing themed. A lot of race car drivers there from the local contingent. <coughs> um, whistled on over to Jamie Williams' benefit after that. 
which there was a metric fuck ton of humans at, which was um, fantastic to see. Shout out to Kristen Wilson Smith and everybody else. You know, if, if I knew who helped the most, I would say their names, but I just don't because I'm ignorant. Sometimes, um, great event. I assume they raised a ton of money for Jamie. Jamie's a local photographer at Beechridge all these years, recently diagnosed with ALS, not doing very well. So it was good to get out and support him, raise some money. I won a bunch of free tickets to uh, races that I'm already going to be at. So Perfect. stay tuned uh, between probably we'll do something with this and something with my own stuff. I'm going to give away a lot of tickets to events um, this summer. I've got some super modified races at Lee that I got tickets to, a four-pack of tickets to Wiscasset, two-pack of tickets to Bartlett Bridge. Um a couple sweatshirts, a couple hats. It was uh, all stuff that Kristen put together um, in a raffle that I won, so that'll be cool. Um, yep, that was my weekend. Yeah, there you go. Uh, mine wasn't all that much different, I guess. I uh, ended up going up to Hiram, working on the race car a little bit with Matt, and uh, I think it's we're just in that calm before the storm right now. We're getting ready to... We're like... Wading in the waters on our surfboard, staring <laughs> yeah. down the barrel of a giant ass wave that's going to clean us all out here in about a month. Yeah, it's 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 that weird time of year, like you said. You're, you're just kind of you're, you're hurrying up and waiting. And uh, you know, Saturday we're going to go shake it down at Wiscasset. Uh, that'll be my first laps in a sports series car in almost two years, so that'll be a good time. Just make sure pretty much nothing falls off of it. I'm not too worried about what we're going to lay down for a lap time or anything like that. But um, should be a time. We've uh, we've done some different things to the car that we have never really done before because we're going to a different place and uh yeah it looks good and i'm excited it's going to be a time i think and it's going to be a busy 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 year this year i think so um that being said speaking uh, of busy we worked on race cars you got to watch race cars bradley you yeah. made the trek to martinsville what did we miss out on um i just want to thank much. everyone uh <laughs> all you guys for coming to my ted talk uh everyone that's listening yeah this is uh, the bradley flag podcast this yeah, week charlie yeah, and i are just gonna listen like fans thank you guys all for tuning in uh just this thing on um so yeah i went to martinsville planned it out uh, a couple two three weeks ago and um had uh three or four of us that were gonna go down there and uh ended up being just two of us so um just starting from the beginning, we we canceled the hotel. I was like, oh, we'll just tent out. It's uh, my buddy Josh Merrill and I. We grew up together uh, doing Boy Scouts and a bunch of you know outdoor activities. So um, we uh, we have definitely camped out before. We knew uh, what we were getting ourselves into. Um, what we didn't know was that it was going to be thirty degrees out, but um, that'll be a little bit later. So packed up the car and. Um, just jumped in basically it was cool the the drive down usually when uh, I'm, I'm on a long road trip with uh, really anyone or, or myself you jump in the car and it's basically you know point a to point b just as fast as you can and uh you know any hang-ups are kind of just a real nuisance so we uh we jumped in the car or i jumped in the car after work uh thursday about 2 p.m was like all right first stop is josh which was only like 25 minutes out of the way he lives in providence and uh then after that i mean the plan all along was we were going to go to Allentown and see our good buddy Jake Rogers, former guest of the show, uh, the equipment manager for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. He uh, lives in Allentown, and uh, we were going to stop there. Well, then uh, when I punched into the GPS, said we weren't going to be there till about 10. So uh, Jake was like, I'm probably going to be passed out, if not then, pretty soon after. So I was going to say, that's well past his bedtime. Yeah, so uh, Jake said pretty early on uh, he wasn't going to be up. So then that changed to, okay, we're going to Top Golf, And um, Hold the golf. so. 
Yeah, yeah, hold the golf. And so uh, we, we stopped Top Golf on the way down. Uh, basically, we made a whole trip out of it. One of the first waffle houses we found, we stopped there. Um, we we stopped at a Sheets just like about an hour, probably about an hour and a half outside the racetrack. And um, we, I was Googling the laws for uh, when you could buy alcohol. That I swear to God, they opened, I mean, they uh, they allow you to sell beer at six uh, at Sheets or most gas stations, I guess. And uh, we pulled in at about 5.55. By the time I was done getting gas, I walked in there at, uh, at 6 o'clock, and me and all the alcohol vendors were both in a mad rush to get into the uh, alcohol cooler. <laughs> so they were stocking it up. I was uh, taking the shit that they were putting down. And uh, so we made our way to the racetrack and set up shop. Um, like I said, we kind of were halfway professionals when it comes to tenting out. So we had all the shit set up in about 15 minutes, and immediately I was like, all right, taking a power nap. Uh, laid down just in time for a train to go by the back chute. Um, <laughs> that was quiet. Super loud was, um, you know, and, and I, uh, as cold as it was basically the whole weekend, it's something about tents and just the fact when sun beats on them that it gets to about a thousand degrees. So, um, basically got about 45 minutes of sleep and then woke up and, uh, looked over and Josh was kind of just playing on his phone. He goes, yeah, I'm ready to drink. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so I uh, poured myself a Wiggy Sour. We got the cornhole boards Wide going, day. which uh, if any of you guys have ever camped at Martinsville, there's not a, a piece of flat ground anywhere there. So um, we had some very interesting games of cornhole. Um, and usually every once in a while when you're playing, you have to like throw it towards the wind and have the wind bring it back. Well, you get kind of had to hit as corner of the board as possible for it to even potentially maybe somewhat – possibly land on the board so it was really just a drinking activity that the games lasted so long that you were kind of shit-faced by the end of them but um yeah i, I uh i, I don't saw, know Thir- I, I saw you were introduced to beer darts too oh, yeah that looked fucking yeah. sick have, have you never i've, I've never, never beer really <clears throat> great no. time great no time. so it also looks like a way to get your achilles severed by a dart <laughs> so yeah we're we're uh so our our friend a uh, friend of the program brian hahn who drove me to atlanta he uh was he was coming up and uh Gonna he's, come meet with us. He's gonna be. He's like our southern correspondent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was gonna come up and uh, or he was coming up to Martinsville from where he lives, about two hours away, whatever. So we got up, we started playing cornhole, and then the guys that were next to us came over. We started shooting the shit with them, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some beer darts. You wanna wanna play some beer darts?" And I was like, "What the fuck is beer darts? I've never heard of this game in my life." Great time. He goes, "You just need a beer can, and and I got the dart. So as long as you guys have beers, we're good to go." I'm like, "Okay." And he's like, all right, he doesn't explain what we're doing. He, here. he goes, just just make sure that when you're standing there, you have your legs pretty far spread apart. And I was like, OK. And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's going to go get his steel toes on because he took a uh, dart through the foot the other day. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 OK, OK. Now I understand what we're doing. Um, you put the beer like kind of in between your feet and they th- you throw the, the dart at the beer, obviously. And wherever the dart hits on the beer, you plug the hole, drink to that hole. And then you set the beer down once it's done leaking. And once you're out of beer completely, the game's over. So, and it's not like a, it's not like a, you have to pierce the dart through the bottom of the hole type of thing. It's if you hit the, the can and knock it over, that's a sip. So it's like you eventually will run out of beer. So we're like, fuck yeah, like we'll play. Never heard of this game in my life. So, and Josh and I, Josh and I are pretty um, advanced drinkers well, you so. did you did win the uh the dart contest with mike jr three weeks ago i so. did yeah so i had a lot of practice actually and the uh, bad news for those guys they did not know that so they show up they bring the dart we they introduce us to the game 
immediately Josh and I are off to a hot fucking start. I mean, I'm telling you, Josh and I hit, hit their cans like a couple, two, three times, you know, knocked them over. So they were taking sips. They were like, they're both pretty close to being done and they couldn't hit our cans. I'm like, look at us go. We're just fucking mopping the floor with these fools. <laughs> the official and, uh, podcast of darts. Then all of a sudden, the, the dude that was like the farthest away from me, there's only four of us. So like we can only go after them and they can only go after us. This guy hits my can and I've never seen a can in my life, like I've never thrown a dart at a can, I guess, but I've never seen a can split the way that it did. Swear to God, it split from the literally the top all the way down to the bottom. So then I picked it up immediately, and now I just have to like shotgun it. Yeah. So I shotgunned it. Well, what I forgot was um, there was uh, aluminum that was split in half. Uh, sharp. And um, so now I like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. I have a cut, and I've had a couple <laughs> cuts on both of my uh, both my lips. And um, tell you what, I got those uh, those taki deals at a uh, rest stop last night on the way Oof. home. Reminded me that I had cuts uh, on my lips. So them them things hurt like a motherfucker. I've been absolutely overdosing on like Blistex and Carmex and <laughs> fucking chapstick and <laughs> um, Brad die uh, an overabundance yeah, of Blistex. Dude. Too much Burt's Bees. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. I, I swear to God, I, at one point today I looked at the back of the fucking Carmex thing and I was like, what is what does it recommend? Like how many? It was like two to four usages a day. I was like. Pff. Have you done a two to four in the last 10 minutes? But uh, no, so we started playing beer darts, obviously got pretty fucking tuned up. And then uh, eventually we made our way into the uh, the garage area, I guess. There, obviously, there's not much of an infield to, to wander around. So we kind of... Do they, they open, just open up like a gate? Because there's no tunnel there. There is a tunnel there, there a tunnel? actually. And I didn't know that there was a tunnel yeah, either. So in my mind, um, luckily, I think... Brian knew that there was a tunnel because in my mind I was like, all right, like cut practice starts at five or whatever, whatever time it was. It's like, all right, we should probably be like start heading over there on like quarter after four. And then Brian's like, oh no, there's a tunnel. You can just go in whenever. I'm like, oh shit. All right. So we head over there and, uh, walked into the garage area, kind of just was wandering around while practice and qualifying was going on. Obviously, uh, Noah walked in cause, uh, right after the cup cars were on the track, it was going to be Xfinity, the Xfinity race. Um, you know, Freddie was down standing in front of Bubba's uh, pit pad, which was perfect because it was right behind the uh, the TV. So we kind of just stood there and watched all the qualifying with Freddie and uh, went over saw uh, front of the program Joe Graff and obviously Derek Griffith went over and hung out with him for quite a while. And uh, he ended up getting his Tough first night for Joe Graff. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I walked over immediately and grabbed three hot dogs. Um, I hit five pretty quick because when I first wandered over to Joe. Joe and Derek were parked right next to each other, so it was kind of perfect. But he goes, "Yeah, the the SS Greenlight Racing Team, uh, the you know, the high score, or whatever, is is 17." And I was like, "In like one day?" And he's like, "I think it was over the weekend." And I'm like, "Oh, I could fucking hit that." And I took that as a challenge. Went over, gassed five. Tell you what, um, I don't know what the limit is on how like how many. Did you shit your brains out. I I promise it was less than ten minutes. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that's yeah. foul. It was yeah, it was something. So like I um, love. A hot dog, and we discussed this in our group chat, but amongst the three of us. But like two is that's uh, enough. Oh no, I three, can have like eleven. Maybe. No, no, I, 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 and I gas three. That the picture that I posted of uh, the garage guys, Brian and I, in front of the hot dog stand. I had two in my pocket. I was in just the, holding one. And in I the words of one. Ryan Flores on Stacking Pennies last week, did you quote have all the bullshit on it? Oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not knocking and go to Martinsville and get a fucking plain ass hot dog. I mean, I can get that at fucking, no, well, not McDonald's. That's what I was going to say. But anywhere else. Um, McDonald's had hot dogs. At <laughs> fucking Irving. The worst hot dogs at, ever. At, I, I could go down to Crickle K and get myself a fucking <laughs> raw hot dog if I really wanted to. Do you remember when uh, McDonald's had lobster rolls? I was just thinking that <laughs> as a, of like foul foods that, <laughs> that McDonald's was, had. That, that was tough. That was tough, yeah. So, so <laughs> the uh, it was actually cup, crayfish. The cup, <laughs> <laughs> it was goldfish, just ground up. <laughs> it probably was pulled right out of the fucking sewer system. Uh, so we watched uh, practice qualify, whatever, and then a uh, driver intro started. We were kind of just chilling for uh, quite a while. Um, naturally, made my way right to the back of the driver intro stage, a place where I was probably not supposed to be, um, but was kind of just hanging out with uh, with Noah and um, just. Cassidy and, and the whole Griffith crew, I guess. But then uh, it was weird. So we're standing behind the stage because there's not much room to move around. And obviously you, you could tell when Junior got announced because of the cheers. And then when they announced the pole sitter, who was Ty Gibbs, I, I truly, like, but at this point, we had walked behind the pit area and we're walking down to Noah's pit, pit stall. Dude, I've, I don't know that I've ever heard booze that loud for a driver. To ra- I mean, Kyle Busch gets them all the time, but you do have a lot of Kyle Busch fans well, these he thinks boos, he is Kyle Busch. So. These boos were fucking loud. La- and this is before the race started. And that, like, Pretty really, safe to say everybody fucking hates Ty Gibbs. That caught my attention so fast that that was like at, at about, I don't know, one thirty yesterday afternoon when I was stuck in traffic. That was the only thing I had in my notes from Friday was boos from Ty, for Ty Gibbs. It, it was like, what the fuck? If you're going to go after somebody, take your helmet off. Oh, yeah. That's such a pussy move, as far as I'm concerned. Because I will give him the slight benefit of the doubt of maybe he was trying and didn't get to. Um, but at the same time, he did walk over there with it on. Yeah, never. Which, even, which I don't him. understand how these guys get in and out of their cars with their helmets on. Oh, I, I can't do it. I, I like first thing gloves, fucking uh, helmet, Hans, and then I do undo my belts. Like I don't understand. Yeah, how I, these guys get in and out of their cars with helmets on. I just I don't understand. And and this was even called out by Larry McReynolds on like Race Hub. He's like, this kid has no problem. And this is straight out of his mouth. He's like, this kid has no problem giving it out. Oh yeah, but he certainly can't take it. Apparently, <laughs> no. And he he had a full blown hissy fit on national television because he, he got moved, which is exactly what he did to win the race last week. And so I don't it, understand. He's done it week in and week out, almost almost to, you know, uh, different guys throughout the field. That's what Sam Mayer kind of said. He was just like, I mean, this guy, he's done it to everyone in the field. Like, he's making no friends out there. But what I didn't understand was Ty Gibbs is like, I mean, he came over to me and shoved me, and then and then we're just, then it's like we're, we're just going to fight. I was like, you went over to him. Yeah. You literally went over to him, and then you shoved him, and then right. he I mean, came Sam, back at you. Sam was his, poking him in the helmet first, but... He took it, his helmet but, off. Like, Ty Gibbs went over and confronted him. Sam Mayer, in the middle of their little fucking bitching match or whatever, Sam Mayer takes his helmet off. Ty Gibbs turns around, goes back to his car, and then Sam Mayer, a couple seconds later, walks over after Ty Gibbs. Called him a jackass. <laughs> yeah. Never once does fucking Ty Gibbs take his helmet off. Like, he, he no. and he didn't reach for it until Sam Mayer was, like, about over there for 35 seconds. I mean, like, I just. But, did, did fucking land one on Sam pretty good, oh, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> but so. so but what, what's he going to punch a helmet? Like, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. Like what is he supposed to do? He's not if he punches a helmet, he's gonna break his fucking hand and like yeah. you kinda need hands to raise. What you need to do is shit. grab him by like the front of the helmet and then punch him in the throat or something. Just like, punch him in the fuck. <laughs> right in the <laughs> punch him right in the fuck. <laughs> Lost my phone there. <laughs> uh 
So just backtrack. We're, we're in the garage, whatever. Noah's like, you can go up on the pit box. When it starts raining, and we're like, ah, fuck it. Like, Josh and I at this point, we're like, let's just go up in the stands. Well, th- we didn't know that the garage... Because pa- Martinsville's set up weird. Like, everywhere else, the you have to go into the stands to go into the garage. Well, Martinsville, the garage access is out, like, kind of next to the fan zone. And then there's an a- actual entrance to the grandstands and stuff around different areas. So I'm like, fuck, well, these passes are definitely for the garage. They're definitely for tomorrow. We're probably not going to be able to get in with these. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm like, what if we just tell them, you know, we left our cooler up there with our, with our tickets. We walked in already. We set our coolers down at our seats, left the tickets up there, and then we went into the garage just to watch cup practice and qualifying. But I have this whole plan thought out of my head. And we walked Knowing through- full well that every other time that you've gotten – VIP pass. It's literally the only thing they don't let you do is drive a car. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well other than that, you could pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Well, so the problem with Martinsville, like I like I said, was the the entrance is outside the grandstands, but they wouldn't let Cassidy in until like Cup cars were off the track, and she only had an Xfinity pass. And Xfinity passes are good any any Saturday I've ever seen. You can just wander right. through yeah. through for the whole day and shit. Um, so I was, I was like, fuck, like if they say anything, we're gonna do this because they were, they were being like, and I heard from a bunch of people that were like, yeah, we're not, they're not letting anyone around, like basically into the stands. They're not letting anyone in until they're set time. Like it was just weird the way that they were operating. But I, I guess I understand I, that there's such limited space in there. I guess it would be easier to police compared to like Daytona where we got rejected and just went to the next stall over and walked yeah. right in. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. you, can, you can see the whole racetrack. Well, so like bars, in, so. in Martinsville for Ba- there's basically there's an entrance I think over in turn three and four, but there's only one main entrance for the whole entire racetrack, I believe at least. Um, that's where everyone else is going. So I just funneled over there to the main grandstand, and I walk up through security, get all that my shit checked, wha- flash my badge, and I'm just like, the lady like looked at me kind of a little bit weird, and I was just like, oh like uh, we already went in, we, we like brought our cooler, we set it down, we uh, our tickets were up there, and uh, you know we we just had to go down and see a couple buddies down on pit road, and uh, now we're uh, headed back up, and she just goes, yeah, I don't care. And I was like, I was like, oh well, do you want? Do you need like scan this? And she's like, no, go. I you, was like, you oh, babbling okay. idiot, get out <laughs> of here. Cool. And Brad was yeah. like, wait, why? Yeah, yeah. I was like, are you sure? It's like when you get pulled over and the cops like, all right, you're good to go. It's like, wait, I don't get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, why? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Xfinity race happened. Obviously, uh, Derek ran pretty well for quite a while. Uh, it's a pit road strategy. I think he was up in the top ten for a while. It was, it was interesting to see because you could obviously it's such a small track, kind of see everything that's going on. Well. Derek could drive into turn three like harder than most of the guys on the track, at least the guys that he was battling early on in the race. So he was he was able to make a lot of passes that way. And his car also like drove off of turn two better than a lot of other guys at the beginning. And then after he got hit by Tony Linguini or whatever, hit, like for the rest of the race, it was like it, the car wouldn't rotate off the corner nearly as well. So he'd kind of lose momentum. Um, going into yeah, turn Anthony three, Rigatoni but. for sure sent him fucking packing there. Yeah, which I mean, was that was that the big one or No, no, he, no, no. Derek threw a block, but it's not like Alfredo was ever in there. Alfredo just had to check up and instead of checking up, he just fucking drove right through him and parked him. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, and then I mean, the the race uh was I mean, the race was the race. Ty Gibbs was going to dominate the race. He's going to win the no, race. Class him, of the him field. And, I mean, him and, him Noah. and Noah were the two best cars. Yeah. Noah, Noah couldn't really run with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Noah caught him in traffic on a long run, but he was never going to pass him. At one point, we we uh, looked up at the stands. I mean, at the lights though behind the stands, and it was snowing. And um, this is now the second consecutive trip to Martinsville that I've taken where it snowed. So I think I'm uh, I'm officially out on going to Martinsville in April. So. 
Uh, I'm glad sucks. you added April because as you were saying that, I'm like, oh man, what is he going to say when I tell him I want to go in October? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know what the date is, so I probably can't even go. But... I think it's Halloween weekend. Oh, perfect. I could be wrong. Um, so yeah, and then obviously Sam Mayer. I don't know if he missed the shift, spun the tires or what, but fucking just didn't go. And, and then, AJ Almendinger kind of drove through him. And then ended up right rearing Noah into the fence yeah. at, at 55 miles an hour and 27 cars piling. Yeah, speaking of 27 yeah. cars, the 27 car itself hit Noah hard as fuck. Oh, yeah. And I went, over to, I went over to Jeb his car Burton. after the race. No, I was obviously standing by Noah's car, and I'm like, "Is the, the where did he hit you? Like, it, you could, when I watched the video back, I'm like, he got hit a fucking, like, a ton for as fast as they were going, I guess. But, yeah, everyone in the field piled in. Yeah, the the big one at Martinsville. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> slowest track on the schedule, <laughs> right. forty five miles an hour, ninety cars. The wrecked. funniest, like one of the funniest TikToks I've ever seen. So Dale Jr. They're coming to the green. He's you know, keys up to Mike. Says, "All right, TJ, spot me through this mess." <laughs> Not knowing that the entire field was going to crash, <laughs> and then the entire field crashes. Which I don't understand as a driver. Like if there's a wreck going on. Not listening to the spotter. I'm looking no. for a hole, and I'm getting the fuck through it with the gas pedal. If I can't do it with the gas pedal, I'm going to do it with the brake pedal. So they wreck, and TJ's, go, 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 stop, 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 left, 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 right, right, middle, go, 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 stop, go, 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 all clear. Like, Junior didn't Junior didn't listen to him at all. Junior just kind of snaked his way through, and then he's like, oh, no, shit, you did spot me through that mess. All right. Yeah, I've never once... Like uh, you, you go into like full just instinct mode at that point. I think you just you, try not to crash. Yeah, you're you're just not even to the you're not even listening at that point. How, how do you how do you pay any sort of attention to that or even like like I don't understand how people listen to like auctioneers and like can comprehend everything that's being like I went down to the Grand County auction, but uh no like I I just. And I said, hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? <laughs> give anything to make it mine, oh, mine. I'll do your bidding and beat your back and call. But, like, I, like for real, though, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Um, and I don't know how you even talk that fast. Like, I, I feel like I talk pretty fast in general and uh, just never never that fast. But, so, yeah, obviously the race happens. And uh, then Sam Mayer moves Ty Gibbs. But he moved Ty Gibbs. And then Ty Gibbs got hit, like, numerous times by, like, other people, I think. Well, it's game um, on at that point. I mean, you yeah. we all see how Ty – they all know how Ty races. And you, you, you can't – You get a case of the fuck it's. I mean, I've – even in my career, I've, like – I watched a guy move a guy in front of me. I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to move him too. Yeah. Because yeah. he got moved by that guy. I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, there's a I, – I can think of a handful of people that you just know getting into it that's like that's somebody that I can just punt out of the way and it's not going to matter. Kill or be um, killed. Yeah, and there's other people where you know you're going to do it. You're going to land in the grandstand. So it's it, that's something that everybody has in the back of their mind. But going back on what we were talking about earlier, Ty Gibbs has hit literally everything but the lottery in the races that he's won. So you can't expect to not get at least shuffled out of the way at once. And no. then throw in another $100,000 bonus on the line. Yeah. Yeah, and so and I kind of forgot. I didn't even know Ty Gibbs was going for the $100 bonus. Obviously, he dominated the race, and he should have won. But then that restart happens. Sam moves him out of the way. And in my mind, I'm like, well, shit. Like, almost immediately, I was like, right, we're going to see how Ty Gibbs is going to handle this because Ty Gibbs has literally done this to everyone, and now he gets it done to him. Let's see what happens. Well, him and Sam Mayer, I think, have had some beef going back quite a while in and and or Arca, whatever. And, um that happens and then you watch Ty Gibbs come around the racetrack and after he takes a checker just hums by a bunch of people drives right up to the back of Sam Mayer he's he's fucking hitting him going down the back stretch hitting him going down pit road and I'm like oh this is gonna be fucking hilarious but he and f- fucked his car up pretty good just doing that after the race yeah I mean he's he's a fucking 
He's an idiot. But that that's part of what they were, you know, what I've been seeing too is like they. It's very clear that this kid's never had to work on a car or do anything because there's a you know a whole gaggle of people that have to go and fix that now when there was really nothing wrong with it until he fucking piled in the back of him after the race. So the biggest the biggest point though is like the fact that he obviously can't handle it. He can dish it out no problem, yeah. but he can't handle it, and that's. You know, like, one of the things I that I loved about Ted Christopher, you know, was he was the guy. He was going to root you out of the way. He was going to wreck you. But if you did it back to him, there was no fighting. There was no arguing. I watched a guy absolutely junk him at Atlantic City one year for no reason. Teddy punted him, but that was it. And this guy flipped him. And they rolled Teddy's car in on the fucking furniture dolly. And he's like, I don't know what that guy's problem was, eh? And that was <laughs> it. Like, they just loaded up and went home. You know, there's no, yeah. no fucking drama, no controversy, no fighting. And that's the thing that is really irritating about Ty Gibbs. You know, I was starting to try to give the kid some credit because he is winning races. It's not his fault that he's Joe Gibbs' grandson and the he's kid's the best car in the field. He's he has good. talent. He's still winning races. Yeah. And and you don't win races at that level if you're not good. But then to just act like that and throw an absolute temper tantrum, it's like, dude, like it, if it, you're trying to shake the mantra of spoiled rich kid, you're not helping yourself. And to be fair, this is coming from two kids who have gotten in fights at racetracks, who oh, have caused yeah, scenes, who have thrown temper tantrums. I've done it myself, but... Why do you think I've been going to the gym this offseason? <laughs> the way last season um, ended, I'm going to have to fight my way out of yeah, that fucking but joint. But you, you can't drive that way, and you know, if you're going to act like a man, you know, you're going to get treated like a man. Well, you just you got to be able to dish it and take exactly. it out. Exactly. That's all it boils down to for me. <laughs> um, I think it, it just looks so much worse that he's dished it and dished it and dished it and dished it and dished it. And, and this is it. the first and time. First time. Once. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fucking <laughs> yeah. absolute just chaos on yeah. the pit road after the race. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a horrible look. Which, to whole... be fair, I don't like Sam Mayer either. Like, no. no. Didn't but... hurt my feelings to see him get a fucking busted eye out of it. You know, I've, I haven't really liked Sam ever since that uh, – K&N Arca deal at New Smyrna where he just pretended that Derek Griffith didn't lead 150 laps and had the most dominant car but didn't win the race because of pit strategy. You know, Sam just acted like he had the best car and they deserved to win, and that bothered me right from day one. And I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. And I tweeted about that before the fight, you know, because he caused the big wreck, and I said, you know, I didn't like Sam Mayer then, really don't like him now, stepped on it, we wrecked our boy Noah. But then all these people are coming after me because they think I tweeted it about the fight after the race. And I'm yeah. like, people read the fucking timestamps. <laughs> like I have said on here before that I was done tweeting about NASCAR because these NASCAR Twitter idiots are so fucking dumb, <laughs> but I don't learn because I was a half a fifth <laughs> of Jack Daniels in on Saturday night watching fucking NASCAR ahead of time. I, Did I you get it in a Twitter fight, Bob? I didn't know. I just didn't engage with them, but I wanted to be like, you know, stop. Like same thing on, on, um, Bob, just be polarizing. Come on. Same thing on <laughs> Thursday night. Like I, I don't know what William Byron's exact stats are, but I was like, Oh, you know, I think William Byron is undefeated in everything that's not a cup car this year, I think. Some guys are like, wrong. He didn't win the first night at New Smyrna. I'm like, okay, buddy. I said I think. I don't know. And then I went real hard on him. I was like, yeah, you know, I I didn't know because we didn't get there until Saturday, and we saw him win the two other nights. Like, I was just like, fuck this guy. <laughs> so that was, that was the first one. I was like, okay, I'm done responding to these. They don't even follow me. I don't know how they find my tweets. Yeah, yeah they, they get, like, up, 17 likes. They come up as suggested. It's, uh, a, it's always a, a picture it. from, like, 2002 of, like, some NASCAR driver. Oh, and they have numbers in their name, yeah. and then they, yeah. It's they for sure just watch the race and jerk off in their Cheetos bag while they do it. So I mean, fine. what's the problem with that? I mean, you don't. I love semen on my Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that whatever you just said seems perfectly fine with me. It checks out. Definitely done that a couple times. But my na my name on Twitter is not NASCAR fan twelve twelve zero four nine six three two four. Do you think not 
is right. better on flaming hot Cheetos or regular Cheetos? I don't know. I've never had nut in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, it's salty. Nut could be. <laughs> <laughs> Very well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, man. How I about just, you, Brad? No, I just work here. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't. This I is just a pro nut podcast. See, I, I don't I like glazed taki. I like my I like my <laughs> I like my hot dogs like the Martinsville ones, like with all the shit on it. But I don't like my Cheetos with nothing on it. No, I just I just so like you want Cheetos. so you want nut on your so you Cheetos. do nut on your Cheetos. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't want nothing on it. Don't want nothing on it. That's a double so you like your Cheetos like you like your is hot that a double dogs. entendre. It's a double negative. <laughs> Tweet <Don't>. that. <laughs> so you, so you like uh, your Cheetos like you like your hot dogs without semen. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, it's fair, I guess. It's a pro nut podcast. Fair. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, so not really uh, good nut. I'm just not eating so, it. So then, <laughs> so then what? I mean, you make a point there. That's for sure. Mm. Like a like a hand fire, just not into the Cheetos bag. <laughs> now, would or the would the Cheeto <laughs> the Cheeto dust on your hand? Like that'd be kind of abrasive while jerking off, right? Like that kind of. I don't hurt. know. If you get like the good buildup, though, I feel like your hands get greasy at that point. But then you have an orange penis, and I'm telling you from experience, it's just not what you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not a big Cheetos guy anyway. Like I like the puffs, the cheese puffs, but you like a white Cheetos? Is what you're saying? No, they're orange. Are they? But oh, like the, the oh puffs. okay oh 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 puffs. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or or your off-brand Jacks or cheese balls even. Yeah, cheese yeah. Balls, I yeah. could fuck up a barrel of cheese balls. I've indulged in a cheese ball a time or two. I keep dropping my phone. No, like Rusty when he rides with my truck. <laughs> I don't know where we were going. I think it was Wall, and we Rusty went... dropped his phone in my truck every other mile, <laughs> and was getting inherently angrier every time it happened. I, I think we went from Ty Gibbs is a cunt to jerking we don't off like Cheetos. Same mayor to jerking off in a Cheetos bag. Mm. Yeah, it's a pro nut podcast. <clears throat> Yeah, so William so, Byron won the truck race there. Right, 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 right. He did do that. Oh, I forgot. I forgot yeah, the apparently, Spire right. Motorsports has a truck. Didn't uh, know that. They have a truck that Rick Hendrick owns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Pretty fast little pickup. And, uh, which that's when like I really realized the cup drivers have a huge advantage more than normal in those races because they're not stage racing. So William Byron and Kyle Busch went into the race with a strategy that said we're going to forego all stage points and we're going to finish one two in the race and they damn near did. Kyle truck Kyle's truck wasn't that good and he faded a bit at the end, but you know they got on the right pit stop sequence and and you know let the Ben Rhodeses and those guys you know run up front and get their stage points. But when it came time, you know when the pay window was open, Byron was fucking gone. Like, that is interesting. I never really thought of that. When you the points don't matter to you, you can Which you, that's, you don't and, even have to. And it didn't bother really click until after the race. I think Ben Rhodes was up front. I don't know where exactly he finished, but he's like, yeah, you know, that's tough. We couldn't really race for the win, but we did win a stage, and, and you know, I guess that's better than, than, than nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so these guys can come in knowing that they don't, you know, fuck stage points. We're here to win the race, and they got off sequence of everybody else, and it paid off. Apparently, tires weren't that big of an advantage because Byron did have a little bit older tires than everybody Not else. Not when fucking Zane Smith stayed out for, like, 85 laps. Yeah. Actually, probably more than that. He stayed out for, I think, the first two stages, yeah. and, and he just drove away with the lead for quite a while. So, yeah, uh, yeah tires didn't seem to be that big of a factor. Um, Haley really... Deegan needs to really learn to stand up for herself. I mean, she just let Johnny Sauter absolutely <laughs> just rifle her into the fence off the four turn and, and didn't do a thing about yeah, it. She went off to somebody else afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Lawless Allen. What a name. What a name. Yeah. So 
Um, and when I say stand up for herself, right rear Johnny Sauter, it's lap fucking 10. And it's Johnny and, Sauter. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And like me and dad Jim were, Sauter <laughs> Jr. I promised us. <laughs> and Jay <Twitter>. Sauter. <laughs> yeah. Me and dad were talking about it. I go, Johnny didn't do that on accident. Like, no, that was bad. He didn't come off the corner and go, oh shit. I didn't know I was wheel to wheel with somebody. And Ryan, like, he did that on purpose. <laughs> he, yeah. didn't, he didn't forget how to pick up truck. Right. And point. he went on to finish yeah. second in the race and, and Haley's fucking bitching at lawless Allen about 25th. Like fucking stand up for yourself and spin that guy out or or junk him right rear him whatever it would have been his fault if you if you right reared him into the flag stand you could have just said well you put me in the wall dude yeah. like what do you want me to do but no instead she i assume probably bitched about it on the radio raced her way back to 25th got cleaned out by lawless allen or whatever happened and then fought him on pit road yeah i i think that she is decent i think she has talent i think that like you said though she's getting kind of bullied around like I mean, Danica Patrick had the same thing, but I think that the the talent level is not. Even and, and if you're Johnny Sutter, why there. wouldn't you? That's like if I was a seasoned veteran that was a good race car driver, I would do that to all of those kids. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Move them out of the way. Pinch them in the wall because they yeah. get away with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Johnny's not even running a full schedule. I was say, so he's not, not even see him out there anyway, for a while. Either. By the time yeah. by the time that Johnny Sutter's back in a pickup this year, I'm sure that Haley's going to get fucking wrecked by about Tate Fogelman, fucking uh Alan Lawless a bunch of other guys that are still in that field running out back like that but no she she does I I want her to I don't know well obviously stand up for herself she I I I don't like Johnny Sauter I've never liked Johnny Sauter I will never like Johnny Sauter but that was super egregious um weapon of the week shoe in at first until Ty Gibbs didn't take his helmet off and um I mean she does have the talent she she ran she minds her own business out there last year she ran you know mid mid I mean teens uh, in most races, but didn't really have many incidents. Um, that, no. And there's still, she still really hasn't had many that she caused. So uh, I'm excited to try to see her progress. And I'm glad that she's, I'm glad she's staying down in, in the trucks and like learning and building. But the problem with the truck series is that it's a lawless society. Yeah. Pun intended. But, the, but you got to get better. Like she runs 15th <laughs> to 25th every week. Like you need to be up front winning races. Yeah. At, at some point she's got to figure it the fuck out too. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so we uh, kind of just bounced around, but um, after the Xfinity race ended, um, obviously the fight happened on pit road. We already touched on that, and uh, I made my way down. It was it was fucking cold in Martinsville, like super cold. Um, I brought in like four or five beers in my bag, gassed those in the stands, uh, walked down to pit road. Josh was like, ah, I'm going to go uh, start a fire. I'll have that going uh, by the time you get back, whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go down and see what's going on down on pit road. Oh, so he didn't come into the pits <clears throat> with you? No. So, That's tough. So That's tough look for the kid. I'm telling you, when we walked into the pits before the race started, there was at least 15 people wearing yellow jackets, checking shit, bags, metal detectors. You know, you're, you're obviously your fucking pass, but and they were turning around to half the people that were coming down. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm probably not even gonna get allowed down here because I have a cut pass and like how strict they were being. I'm like, well, the Xfinity series is the only thing that's still on the track. So what do I do? Is I I walk right by. No one checked nothing. There was. Naturally, there was no one even standing by the, the, the pit entrance, I guess, or the tunnel. But so walking down, down uh, pit road and I'm kind of just standing behind the boxes while everyone's, you know, debriefing and, uh, went over and hung out with cutter, uh, by Noah's car. Noah had gone off and like got changed or whatever. And kind of just shot the shit with him for a little bit. Shot the shit with Brian. We were just chilling, hanging out. Um, and, uh, then 
Uh, I was probably down there for like 20, 25 minutes. There wasn't much going on, but there was already, there was obviously a crowd by Junior's car, which was about two cars, I think, in front of Noah's. Uh, I think it was Noah's, Jeremy's, and then and then Junior's. And uh, I was like, oh, like, it's pretty cool. You know, Junior's being true to his word, said that he'd have a beer with anyone that was out there. Yeah, which you know, I'm sure I'm sure everybody saw, but Jeremy Clements had said to Junior during the week, he tweeted at him and said, hey, you know, let's have a beer at the end of the race. He tried to place a wager, I think, or something, I don't know. But Junior tweeted back and said, all right, I'll tell you this. If I take the checkered flag, I'll stick around and drink beer on pit road with you after the race. Yeah. And I think that the way he actually worded it was with you and anyone else who would want to, yeah. which, so I read that and I'm like, ah, that'd be cool. <laughs> no fucking shot. And, um, so obviously I go down, I'm hanging out and like the, the crowd that's on pit road, it, it's weird. Cause the cars are all parked and there's like four feet between the car and the wall. And everyone is on the left side. Like think of the cars are facing down pit road. All the people are on the left side of Dale's car. And I'm like, all right, let's think, you know, it's cool. I, I just got to watch Dale jr. Run a Xfinity race at Martinsville. It's pretty cool. Walked over and just took a picture behind Dale's car where I was standing. Cause ever, the whole crowd was over in front and, um, just posted on Facebook was like, Oh, that was cool. And then about like five seconds later, like some old dude with like a bumper or something that wanted to get, got to get it signed by junior, like nudged me out of the way. and was like, excuse me. And then like another old dude was trying to walk through. He's like, excuse me. And I'm like, fuck like, all right. And then you guys just walk behind junior's car. So I'm like, all right, I'll just walk behind junior's car. Well, right behind, I walked right, right before I walked behind junior's car. I was standing there next to Jeremy Clements and one of his crew guys and his crew guy was like, Oh, I think I'm gonna go grab a beer. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm all out of beer. I wish I didn't drink it all in the stands, but I, I really just want to give Junior this koozie because in my mind I was like, ah, oh, he's holding a beer with no fucking koozie on it. Might as well give him a koozie. So I was just going to, you know, I just I gave the guy, the Jeremy Clement's crew guy, a koozie to go walk over through the crowd to go give it to him. Well, then I just get, like, nudged out of the way, whatever, and I'm like, ah, I don't really need Dale to acknowledge me. I don't need the guy to point and be like, oh, it was that kid, and, you know, me just give a wave, whatever. So I go behind the car. Almost simultaneously, Junior comes around the front of the car, and it is literally just me and Dale Junior now standing behind his car, and no one's like crowding in. No, it was just Dale Junior and I, and I was like, "I don't, what's up, man?" Uh, and I can, so, I can feel you getting clammy again. <laughs> no, like right I, now, <laughs> I, and it was almost perfect though because there wasn't enough time to think about it, or else I definitely would have been clammy. Because that the Jeremy Clements feller came over and. Gave me back my koozie and goes, I think you can just give it to him now. And I was like, all right. So I walked over. I'm like, hey, Dale. I'm like, uh, me and my buddies have a podcast back up in Maine. I drove down here yesterday and uh, and I just saw you were drinking a beer without a koozie on it. Figured I'd give you a koozie. And he's like, oh, hell yeah, man. Appreciate it. And he threw it on. And I was like, yeah, it's got a kind of our, our like quote uh, on the back there that says, come for the race cars, safe for the people. And I kind of figured what you and Jeremy got going on is uh, pretty much that. And he's like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. And he threw it on his beer. And I, tr- I truthfully thought that he was going to take it, slip it in his fire suit, and he was never going to see it again. Like, it was going to come through in the wash or something. No, he put- when he put it on his beer, I was like, uh, all right, now I'm going to have to get a picture of you <laughs> with that. So then there's where the second picture comes in. So then we go back to the wall, whatever. Jeremy comes over. His crew guy come over. And uh, kind of just shooting the shit with Jeremy at this point because Junior was talking to uh, one of his crew guys and then Rick Allen was over there, which I found out Saturday morning. I didn't even <laughs> recognize him. And um, It looks like he's aged 12 years. Oh, my God. One. Yeah. So I'm sitting over on the, on the wall, like not trying to be in the way of anyone, but it, it's literally just us five people. Junior, his crew guy, or six people, I guess. Junior, his crew guy, Jeremy Clint's his crew guy, and Rick Allen. And I'm like, this is just super weird. Well, Jeremy had walked over 
and said to his crew guy who was standing next to me, he's like, oh, I kind of just wish there was more drivers over here. I kind of anticipated more drivers were going to come over. And I was just, and I'd already talked to Jeremy, gave him a koozie and whatever, shot the shit with him. And I'm just like, I mean, hey, man, I'm here. I drive VW down the highway every single day. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, I'll take it. And I'm like, all right. So I sat there. You and didn't then, talk about your illustrious pickup truck racing career? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but so, I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of just shooting the show with Jeremy at this point, And Dale's popping in and out. And uh, Noah walks over. And when Noah walked over, I was like, all right, now for the rest of the night, I'm good. Because, like, I didn't know Jeremy. You're, I didn't know Dale. Now. I'm, fr- I'm friends with Noah. I'm like, all right, like, whatever. So then I had a bunch of koozies still on me, so I gave Noah a koozie. Brandon Jones comes over, and uh, it's it, it, the. You ask him why he stood us up. No, <laughs> the circle is literally Dale Jr., Brandon Jones, Jeremy, Jeremy Clements, myself, Noah, Dale's crew dude, and Rick Allen. And I don't know if like you basically one of those is not. Like yeah, I was like, if you just listen to that that yeah, circle this is, this jerk has of happened humans, happened to you like nineteen weekends in a row now. So <laughs> yeah. like you you do belong. You are the same well, the, as those the, people. The, the the circle of people right there. You also so Brandon Jones just won the race. Dale Junior is Dale Junior. Noah Gregson is you know like one of the best drivers in the Xfinity series, making cup starts and shit. Jeremy Clements is a badass. Race for his family team, really good. Uh, Rick Allen announces like as the announcer on NBC. And then you have uh, Brad Saucier, who uh, who does a, a podcast in Maine. Um, from, works for the post office. For, yeah, works for the post office. Finished fourth in a pickup truck a few times. Yeah. So basically uh, everyone in that circle belonged. And um, so, yeah, I went over and I gave Brandon Jones a koozie. He didn't talk to him or anything because Dale and uh, Jeremy were talking to him. But Noah sits up on the wall. I sit up on the wall. Kind of just sitting there shooting the shit, and uh, I looked at him. I'm like, "Fuck! Like, I really wish I didn't drink all my beers up in the stands." He's like, "Oh, you need a drink?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, I'll just grab you one." He's like, "You like bought heavies?" And I was like, "No, but I'll drink fucking unleaded <laughs> at this point." And uh, you if know, you're hanging around drinking beers with Dale Jr. You gotta have a red and white home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no. So I, I was like, dude, I'll literally drink whatever. And he opens it, and Dale was drinking his Bud Fifty Fives, which I've heard him talk about on on the Dale Junior download, but I've never seen them, and I, it's probably because I've never gone to look for them. But he's they're like, actually, they're actually tough to find. The only reason I know that is my grandmother really likes them, and she can never find them anywhere. And yeah, she's always devastated. I was gonna say maybe I just haven't like looked hard enough. But Noah's like, well, you, you you drink that, and I'm like, dude, I'll drink fucking anything. So he gives it to me, whatever. I threw like threw the koozie on, and. Uh, sit back up on the wall and I'm shooting the shit with Noah and Jeremy and Ryan Vargas had walked over. Bailey Curry came over. Um, and then all of a sudden I like look over and, uh, I like just jumped off the wall for something, I guess. And Noah goes, Hey, get a picture of this. And I'm like, what? And Dale for like, I was kind of bummed out for like 25 minutes. Dale didn't have our koozie on the beer. I think he gra- he cracked a beer. Didn't put the koozie on like cracked a, a second one or whatever, whatever many he was on. Then he grabbed another one. And started throwing the koozie on, and Noah was just like, "Hey, take a picture of this, quick, quick." And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "He's putting your koozie on." And I'm like, uh, "Dale looks over. He goes, oh, man, he already got a picture of me of the koozie.' He's like, <laughs> "He's like, I've had this thing on all night." And in my mind, I'm like, "You, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice earlier when you didn't." Liar. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so at that point, after Noah said that, and Dale said, "You know, whatever," I was just like, "Well, now." Everyone in this circle now has koozies. And I was like, uh, Brian, do you mind taking a picture? I was like, can I just get a picture of everyone holding, like having just drinking a beer with these koozies on? And they're all like, hell yeah, yeah, man, take a picture. So Brian took the picture and then we kind of just sat there, hung out for quite a while. And uh, 
I, it was just, it was so surreal. Because, Meanwhile, Josh is just sitting at the fire by himself. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. What, I wonder what Brad's doing. Yeah, watch it. Like, he's scrolling on Instagram. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Josh, that's tough. <laughs> but so, yeah, I'm like, I'm sitting on the pit wall, and uh, Junior came over, and it was just so surreal because there was so many moments in that night where it was just four dudes that just got off the racetrack. Let's just say three dudes that just got off the racetrack. A fourth that got out the racetrack, who is Dale Earnhardt's kid, and uh, myself, like I said. And the, at one point, Jeremy's like, hey, did you get that hot dog? Taco Jr.? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I, I had one. And I was like, man, those things are addicting. And he's like, yeah, I had a couple more like yesterday whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I had five. got to tell you, the uh, the limit, I think, for uh, consumption is uh, is five. Let's just, uh, let's just leave it there. And uh you know, we just kind of shot the shit about hot dogs. They talked about the race. I was listening to like Dale's insight on like, you know, how, how it was like jump in the car. Dale was talking about how he like, uh, how the track changed or like how he, he fucked up in qualifying yesterday. And it was just so weird just sitting there and listening to him talk. Like, like I was his friend, uh, almost just kind of like being a fly on the wall. Um, or just kind of being part of the wall, I guess at that point, talk but, about how he wrecked his own car. Uh, no, no, he didn't. Who, who did he even get into it with? He, it was, I think it was Josh Barry's yeah, fault. Yeah, okay, so um, it was Josh. And Bob Pockris asked him, and, uh, another, like, Dale's a national treasure. I was never a Dale Jr. fan. I, I you know, growing up, I just thought that everyone loved him because he was Dale's kid and didn't think, you know, kind of thought, you know, spoiled rich kid didn't really, wasn't really that good. But as I've gotten older and he's out of the sport as a full-time driver, like I'm a huge Dale Jr. fan now. And he, so he says to Bob, you know, Bob's like, you know, talk about the, the contact between you and Josh, you know, it resulted in Josh getting a flat left rear and crashing in the wall. And he's like, Bobby run, run over my right front. You seen that Bob? <laughs> Shit. You know, like, I forget exactly how it was, but it was hilarious. It was a hilarious. Sound bite. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and the way that he described it too, was like almost as colorful like that. He's just like freaking Josh ran right over me. And he was talking about Ryan Seager. I think he got into it with him and, I don't know. I didn't. It was hard to keep track of everything that was going on on the racetrack. Obviously, because TV does a better job at, at showing you those exact instances. But um, no, it was just it was super cool. It was obviously a, a night that I'll never forget. But probably my favorite part was uh, Noah. Noah and I had been sitting on the wall for, and uh, it was literally like two and a half hours. I feel like we were all sitting there because they were waiting to bring all the trailers in because they had to load all the cars up. It's. I swear to God, I left the pits at. 1235 they hadn't brought not one hauler in to load a race car <laughs> and so we're sitting there for like literally two hours noah and i are on the wall for quite a while and uh noah jumps off the wall and he starts taking pictures of junior's car he's taking a picture of like me standing there next to like jeremy clements and fucking rick allen and dale jr shooting the shit and he just goes oh i gotta document this shit he's like seven years down the road we're gonna remember where we were when we watched two seventh graders beat the shit out of each other oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just it was just classic Noah. It was perfect and uh no, it was just so surreal. It, it was weird to think that, you know, 3 years ago, uh I had the idea of starting a podcast um and 3 years later I'm sitting on a wall at Martinsville Speedway drinking a beer with Dale Jr. So yeah, wild couple wild couple weeks. Uh it's been uh, I don't know who the fuck I'm going to meet at Loudon this weekend um for a for a local series race, but it, it was uh, it was Jeff Gordon, it was Cole Swindell and it was Dale Jr. 3 weekends in a row. So that's a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, Jesus himself supposed to come back on Sunday, so I might try to get <laughs> yeah, him. Dude, I heard, yeah, I heard. I heard, uh, <laughs> heard Elvis is going to be at Loudon, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'll look for him at the shitter after I finish my fifth hot dog. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was just Friday. And, um, 
I mean, Saturday wasn't too crazy. I mean, I did did crash Victory Lane. Um, was, I don't. So basically, say, yeah, there's a picture of you and fucking uh, <laughs> William Byron doing the fucking gabagool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is wild because, like, if that was the only thing that happened this weekend, I had a pretty fun good weekend. Um, but no, I I just happened to you know shoot the shit with Junior for a while. But so we wake up and uh, I woke up at like nine thirty ten on on Saturday morning. And Josh and I had this plan that we were going to go to the gym. Well, I like I I drank a decent amount the night before, and I was like, oh, I'm probably going to feel like shit. Well, I like stood up, and I actually felt pretty good. I just apparently I looked like shit, um, but we'll get, get into that a little bit later. So Josh and I are like, let's go to the gym. We go to the gym. Um, obviously, utilize the showers there at Planet Fitness. Uh, luckily, there's one like a mile and a half down the road, so we went to the gym for an hour, got a good workout in, uh, and uh, then hit Bojangles obviously on the way back to the racetrack. Sat down. Um, it was freezing. Started a fire, and the the guys that we had played darts with come over and uh, goes, "Hey man, how you feeling?" And I'm like, oh, "I feel fucking great." And he goes, "I don't know, man. I heard you looked real rough this morning." And I was like, well, "I've thanks, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel yeah, great. Thank you so much. I, I felt great all day. I, in fact, I went to the gym. I got a good pump in. I mean, like I had a real good workout. And uh, yeah, so went to the Bojangles. Should told him you'd pump his girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that. <laughs> for being a dick <laughs> and uh so we we uh got back obviously ate our bojangles had a fire and then uh, i got a text from some from freddie he goes hey you guys gonna be uh you guys gonna be drinking before the races start my brother's gonna come and he wants to dr- drink with some guys and i'm <laughs> like i mean yeah so i gave him like the worst fucking directions possible i'm like all right we're in the middle of the backstretch in the tent lot there's uh there's about three lanes if you come from turns three and four there's about three roads basically it's the, it's the third one on the right and uh, you'll go like down a hill, and then you'll just see our big ass banner uh, that's that's attached to an easy up. So we start playing cornhole, and then we, uh, you know, we were just kind of standing around drinking. And uh, all of a sudden, I see John come wandering like the opposite direction. So I don't know if he got lost, but uh, I I felt bad because I definitely gave him some pretty shitty directions. But John finally showed up, and uh, by the time he showed up, um, we had gone over and befriended the group next to us, and the group. Uh, who would, we already played beer with two of them, but they had a group of like 10 people. And then we started an absolutely electric, about 30 person fucking beer dart game. Uh, it was going to take forever. So I, I didn't, we were probably about an hour and a half in. I had to tap out, but, uh, it's, it's just, it was such a fun game. We had all of us together and, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm for sure going to buy a dart set on Amazon yeah. like, as soon as we're done recording. Yeah. <laughs> oh dude, it was so much fun. And, uh, I think, uh, I think John was like the first one out, but, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of people, if you hit the part, bottom of the can just right, you literally have to shotgun the beer. So well, a lot I, saw, people, I think it was either on your story or you sent me the snap of it did happen to some, somebody. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was there was some dude with like a cowboy hat on that had a shotgun. I don't know who the fuck he was, but I asked him if he could, asked him if I could have his cowboy hat. He said absolutely not. Um, woke up the next morning, had a picture with his with his hat on. So I'm glad that he uh, didn't fucking tie gives me and throw a right hook. But uh, I don't know how I acquired that. I got a picture of me with a WWE belt over my shoulder um, from that same little party deal. <laughs> don't know Makes necessarily. Sense. Don't yeah. don't know. I well, in in my mind, I took the picture. I remember taking the picture and then I woke up and like, I, I don't have Twitter notifications on. So like Twitter is always cool. It's like, I click on it. I'm like, Oh cool. I have like 13 notifications. Well, I, in my mind, I tweeted sup dude at Pat McAfee you, with the you, belt. You did. It never showed up on my, I like, went to go look for it. Did huh. it not go through? I saw it. it. Maybe I deleted it. Maybe I accidentally I, deleted it. I definitely it. saw it. I didn't, I didn't mean to delete it for whatever that's worth. Um, but I, maybe I just got lost in the fucking shuffle there on, on Twitter. But yeah, no, uh, the beard art game was pretty electric. I ended up uh, heading down into uh, 
the pits though about as sauced as I was all weekend uh, after that after that game and walked uh, walked in basically walked past the hot dog stand and um, they had like a they they'd use it to park Xfinity cars the day before but it was a pretty wide open space um, down right behind the pit stalls and I've been doing this thing where twice i guess every time i've gone to the racetrack i've gone a vip pass i got it signed by one driver just to commemorate the thing it's not like for resale because it has my fucking name on it just to commemorate it so i was like oh, i'll just you know I'll, I'll play it by ear i was like junior would be super cool but i wouldn't i was not gonna ask junior for an autograph um the night before but i had noah sign it because it was his first ever cup start i had jeff gordon sign it for obvious reasons and then as i was walking in i was walking it was just me and this other dude there was like no one really around and this other dude's like, hey, Chase, can you sign this car? And Chase was, like, wearing a hood and, like, was, like, bundled up because it was, like, about to rain. Uh, it wasn't raining at the time, though. And I didn't even recognize it. The kid didn't say, Chase, can you sign this? I would have had no idea it was Chase Elliott. But so the kid had whatever signed by Chase. And then I'm like, oh, Chase, you might sign this, too. And just, like, kind of flipped it behind him. He signed it. And I walked off. And it took me, like, I did, at that point, I don't even remember really getting it, remember it happening. And then I got up to the stands like a little bit later, and I looked, and I'm like, "Who the fuck? Oh, right, I meant yeah, Chase, yeah, Chase <laughs> Elliott." Um, so apparently, I got a pass signed by him too. But um, walked in, got a pick with Reddick, went into the garage, kind of uh, stood underneath one of the garage stalls with uh, the garage guys. That was kind of fitting, I guess. And um, then, you know, obviously the the race ended up getting postponed a little bit. They drive the track and. Um, was able to watch the most boring Martinsville race that I have ever seen in my life. Um, it was about 300 laps in. So first, I guess it was a clusterfuck of we had the passes right. Well, we don't. We had we had two tickets to the grandstands. We had two hot passes, and we had like four people that were trying to get in. So we were sending screenshots back and forth, trying to get people in with the passes and the or the tickets, so we could use our passes, whatever. So our tickets are over outside of turn two. So they're in section MM. We walk over, sit down, Brian and I, and we found a full row that was empty. We're like, all right, perfect. Sent Josh and you know everyone else that was with us. The, there was a bunch of like random numbers that were texting me that apparently I got from the beard art game. They're like, where are you guys at? Where are you guys at? I'm like, section MM out of turn two, like halfway up. Like basically, there's a there's a platform, four rows from that, right in the middle. You can't miss us. So I get a text back from Josh. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're in the middle of section MM, about uh, halfway up. And I'm like, well, that's literally impossible because we would have watched you walk up and we're in the middle of MM. First stage goes by, no sign of anyone. I'm like, okay, this is fucking annoying. Sent the, Josh a picture of where we were sitting. This is eerily reminiscent to us at Daytona. Yeah, sent Josh a picture of where we were sitting. And then some other, like, some other number messaged me and goes, hey, where are you guys at? I'm like, MM, out of turn two, right up from the pit wall. Oh, well, we're by the Sunoco sign. Dude, the Sunoco sign could not be on the other, more other side of the racetrack. So these fucking idiots went to turn four, and when I said turn two, and like that's where our tickets obviously were, MM. They thought turn two apparently was turn four. That's how fucking drunk that they were. <laughs> I got back to my car and found an empty bottle of Fireball, and I've never seen a bottle of Fireball as big as it was. So that makes a little bit of sense. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so those fucking idiots were lost for literally the first two stages, and then for the last stage, uh. I looked at Brian and I was like, all right, um, since we're probably going to go into the pits after this, let's just go over to the main grandstand and go find a place to sit. So by the time we got over to the main grandstand, mind you, these people had like, I don't know, fucking 280 laps to come over to where we were supposed to be sitting in the first place. We go over and I and sit down. I get a picture from section MM. Where are you guys at? Dude, I swear to God. 
it's been 300 laps of this race have gone on. We moved. So I, I like right as we sat down, I had looked at my phone, saw that picture. And I'm like, all right, we're now in petty C fucking all the way up. Can't miss us, whatever. So what I didn't realize it was one of Josh's buddies and fucking John, Freddie's brother, who had been looking for us for 300 laps. <laughs> so I instantly felt bad for no one other than than John. Um, and so he comes up, sits down, whatever, and uh, we're just having a couple beers, I guess, while the race is going on. But uh, again, like it was like three over. I think it was over 300 laps in. And I remember sitting there, leaning forward and looking specifically for a tire mark or anything on any car on that racetrack. There was none. Yeah, you were describing all this, and it sounds like all of this was more exciting than anything that was actually happening on the racetrack. Yeah, it was. It was the worst race I've. I mean, like, and I'm I'm hard on Richmond because they put on a pretty shitty race. But last week's race had a bunch of tire wear, had strategy, was you know halfway decent of a race. Obviously, you had uh, late race pass for the win and stuff. But the, the, yesterday's race or Sunday's race, Saturday's whatever the fuck it was, race just was terrible. Um, I would. 10 out of 10 would would not go to see that again if I knew that that was the product that was going to be put on the track. So I hope that there wasn't many new fans that will put too much stake into it because I know I'll be back. Um, Sounds like maybe in the fall. But, yeah, it was just – it was bad. It was just flat-out bad. Um, William Byron obviously ended up winning. Yeah, I turned it on with two laps to go. Sounds like that was a good move. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So Brian went down with about 50 laps to go in the race, went down to the pits, and um, about probably like 15 laps to go in the race, I get a text from – Chase, the garage guy, Chase, and um, oh, not Chase Elliott. No, not Chase Briscoe, not Chase Elliott, not Chase Brian or Chase, Chase, Chase Young or Chase Rice. Yeah, uh, Chase, garage guy Chase, and uh, he goes, "Hey man, you down the down the pits?" And I'm like, "No, but I'm about to be." And he goes, "Hey, uh, come over to the 24 pit. I'm gonna need you to record something for me." I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Walked over, and he's like, "All right." So we both put like a decent amount of money on this race uh, on William Byron. And um, like, I think they blasted out to their socials, and so they were that was his there was their pick to win, obviously. And um, so he's like, "Hey man, do you just mind like re- like re- videoing our reaction?" Well, <clears throat> right about like however many it was to go, five six to go, the yellow I see the yellow lights flash, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like I just walked down here, I'm gonna fucking jinx these fuckers. Like they want me to take a picture of their reaction to Willie B winning. Yellow comes out, I was like, obviously he's gonna get moved. Um, luckily he didn't, but recorded that whole you know deal for them. Then Willie B comes around, starts burning it down on the front chute. They walk across, and I'm just at this point, I'm just like, right, I'm, their, I'm their photographer, so I'm just going to go with them. So I went across with them, which is where the video of me walking across pit road while William Byron's burning it down, his crew's going nuts, and Kyle Bush just like, I almost run square into him, walks yeah, he, by. He looked uh, like he was having <clears throat> a great time. Yeah, him and Ty Gibbs both had a great <clears throat> weekend, apparently. But they're, uh, I don't know what he was doing because he ended up, I saw him a little bit later running down pit road, but. So we're now standing, like, behind the stage, right? And you need, like, all-access fucking, like, media credentials or something to get across to the front of the stage. And there's one, there's a really, it's a pretty small fucking walkway that they set up to walk across. Well, there was some dude that was checking everyone's credentials. So Chase was just like, oh, just come with us. And he's just like, just just try it. Worst they can say is no. All right, sounds good. So I walk up, and uh, n- no one even looked. I mean, the guy was like looking at everyone, but I think I was double file when I walked up to the the stairs. So I was just next to Chase and walked up like nothing happened. Well, then what I didn't realize is that what they have is they have like a little bullpen set up with a bunch of metal gates. And there is now all of like NASCAR's photographers standing behind the gate. There's um, garage guy Chase and Dale Tanhart fucking the garage guys are standing there with media credentials and then there's fucking brad saucier works at the post office nine to five monday through friday <laughs> and 
so at, the, at that point, we're literally the only three that are out there, like on the left side of Pit, of Pit Road or whatever, or, the, or Victory Lane. So I took that video, which is probably the sickest video I've ever taken in my life of William Byron climbing out of the car, going nuts, confetti everywhere. I'm like, fuck yeah, like that was pretty cool. Posted it. And um, then Chase and Dale walk around and get into the fucking like bullpen they like kind of move the gate a little bit so now i'm just standing by myself outside of the gate and i'm like this could not be more noticeable um so they go in there i'm like well i gotta follow them so i followed them in there like about it took me like 30 seconds to realize that i probably shouldn't be the only person uh standing next to the gate outside of the gate followed them in they went to the back corner of pit road was just kind of standing there with them for the rest of the night Watched uh, the whole hat hat dance celebration there deal. Uh, watched a bunch of pictures get taken, a bunch of interviews happen. Um, for the majority of the deal, after like it was just the race car, everyone was up on stage. Obviously, just the race car. Um, Dale, Chase, myself, and Williams PR lady. So that was another situation that I probably shouldn't have been in. Um, but yeah, Dale's like, yeah, I'm just gonna need you to take the picture for me. And I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I get a picture? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you you got to do the like the money deal i'm like all right so i walked over and worst picture i've ever taken in my life at this point i think that my it was lips... fitting that you had your jeff gordon jacket on though yeah and jeff like walked up on stage and shit and the fans are going nuts from like behind us and like i'm like ah, i've already met him um <laughs> <laughs> but so like the, that the, was so atlanta the picture the picture with william is just like i think i was like mid conversation like they were they were like trying to do it quick because he'd already been up there for like 45 minutes and he had like an interview to do or something. So they took a picture. I'm like, I'm just this fucking mail sorter. So I, I just need one quick walked over. I'm like mid talking to him. And then like, I just went to go smile quickly. And like, at that point, my lips were so chapped that like, I could like almost not open my mouth fully. So like, it's just the weirdest picture that's ever been taken of me, but it's fine. Um, just in victory lane casually with the dude that just won the NASCAR cup race. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Solid pick by you. I know that you were kind of thinking back on... Uh, well, I drove home last Monday, and I'm like, why didn't I pick Joey Logano? Like, the Coliseum <laughs> is exactly what Martinsville is. It's just smaller. Like, why wouldn't I have picked mm. Joey Logano? And then was very pleasantly surprised to turn on the NASCAR race and see that William Byron was leading late in the race. And uh, had I picked Joey Logano, I still would have won, because what did he end up third? Second. Second. Uh, third, third, yeah. Austin, Austin Dillon was third. Oh. Snuck by him yeah. there, so... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so I uh, <clears throat> I win the BFP picks this week. I, I thought Dinger was going to be a good pick until it very much wasn't uh, before the race in, even started. Until twenty fourth. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't even get through tech. They made him start fucking last, and, and then pass through, pass through, and also oh, I was yeah. fucked before the race even started. So tough, that was cool. Tough look for the kids. So yeah, yeah Brad uh, gets second. With Ryan Blaney, Charlie, me in second in third. Uh, race pools. And uh, so We're Charlie's different. the or Brad's still the overall point leader with 15. Charlie has 16. I have 17. And then this is I think just the way it's going to be all year. I feel like it's really going to come down to the last race. <laughs> so, which is good. Uh, good for two of us and not good for one of us. Cause so one of us so who's up first? Is it you, Bob? Uh, nope. No, so it'll be you this week me. where uh, you finish oh, last. Also, oh, we're doing it. Right. And uh, uh, it's Bristol Dirt this week. Like I said, uh, I thought it was last week. Um, Noah's going to run the 16 car on the dirt this week, so it'll be fun That's to neat. watch. Uh, I'll take uh, Chase Briscoe. All right. 14 for Brace Chisco. Bradley? Give me Dan Suarez. Ooh, okay. Okay. So. That was the only one that I thought of since the <coughs> checkered flag flew at Martinsville to pick, um, and I'm glad that you didn't take him. I came into this fully prepared to take Ricky Stenhouse because I figured you guys would take Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson, which would for sure be my first two picks. Um, 
but you guys didn't, so I guess now I'm going to have to take Kyle Larson. We're going to go into uh, after Talladega. Talladega is obviously a wild card. Um, we're going to get into a spot where I'm just going to rattle off heavy hitters. I haven't hit rattled off not one Joey Logano, not fucking I used I used Blaney <coughs> last weekend. I haven't used Chase Elliott, I haven't used Alex Bowman. Your biggest heavy hitter you use was Blaney. I mean you've used although you I guess I, I guess you could consider Byron a heavy hitter now and yeah. you won with it, so you made it count. Yeah, and uh Reddick kinda let me down wherever I used him, but he should he's got Who's got the most wins so far? Is it, you have one or I think two? Have Charlie one. has two physical wins. Is that what you're asking? Like actually I won, guess, your yeah. pick actually won yeah, the race. Yeah. yeah, you have two. Brad has one win with Byron and I have one win with Byron, which I think either I don't want to change it now because we've already started, but I think if we do this next year or even going that forward That should be subtract one. You should get no points. Like if you okay. if you win you just get zero. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Do we yeah. want to do that going forward for the rest of this we year? Can, we can make it retroactive. So if we make it retroactive, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Just, you would benefit you the most. Well, but. Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. I'll change it right now. Okay. You have 14, Brad has 14, and I have 16. <laughs> Perfect, change nothing. Uh, all right. Well, so uh, got uh, got some Patreon questions here. And I got a couple other notes, too, from the short track world. Um, but I don't know, whatever you want to do first doesn't matter well, to me. Good. Well, this, these all seem to be NASCAR, well, yes. except for one. So we'll keep um, it going. Cameron Jackson, who's one driver you have met slash haven't met that you would like to get you know, for an interview? Uh, I guess for... An interview or just to hang out with? Uh, to get for an interview, but I think that it probably, I mean, I, I would I kind of read that as uh, the hangout and then interview or something like that. But um, my answer is easy, and it's Clint Boyer. Yep. Yeah, Clint would be yeah. fun for both. I'd like to hang out. So take – this is going to sound weird, but take racing completely out of the equation. I wouldn't mind hanging out with Kyle Busch just to see what he's like just by himself, not race cars. I don't think he does anything like that. that's not racing related, though. I feel like everything is But I, I just feel like you know, the stuff you see on social media and all that stuff – He's not even the same person when he's with like his wife and kids yeah. and stuff at the go kart track compared to what you see on TV and all that. Which I guess goes for a lot of them, but I think it'd be interesting just kind of hang out with him, talk late models, and chill out with him. <coughs> I'd like to hang out with Denny. As weird as yep. that sounds, like I feel like I don't know. I think he'd be like same, just interesting. Yeah, I mean, I really would hang out with any of them. I, I mean, think like I, if you told me that. Um, Quinn Huff wanted to hang out with us. I'd be like, all right, yeah, we can go lunch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, uh, I think that if it was an actual, like, active cup driver, it'd be probably Blaney. Uh, and then any, like, just any driver, it'd be Clint Poyer. I think, I'd, I think Blaney would be fun to hang out with. I'm sure that he's just like us, um, but he just is not allowed to be because Penske. Um, Alex Krukowski said, can you befriend Matt Hirschman and have him on? I'm fully convinced he's one of those artificial intelligence robots. Want to see if you guys can get him to show his real human he side. He absolutely would turn us down instantly. I think he is a robot. Yeah, I think he is. He doesn't have social media. He doesn't, like, he ignores all that shit. He wants no part of any of this. Like The only time I've heard him speak is, like, on Victory Lane. Yeah, which, <laughs> wins. Yeah. which is a lot, actually. Yeah. I actually was thinking of that the other day. I don't know why. I was like, I wonder how just... Uh, he just saying absolutely not if we has to interview yeah. him dude the fucking like he he is pretty good at what he does well, yeah but he's also like an a uh, character out of irobot yeah yeah i don't think he's the same as us no, no I, I think he very much beats to a different drum but i also think that's what plays into why he's so good he ignores the noise yeah yeah 
Sean Miner said, Brad, were you rocking a semi, half chub, or full mass when you were having a beer with Dale Jr. on Friday? I was uh, actually, I had an innie. Uh, it was so cold. So wh- <laughs> what I was wearing was like, I thought that I was prepared. I, I had a hoodie on. I had a t-shirt on. I had a couple long sleeves on. And what the hoodie that I'm wearing is actually one of our hoodies that's for sale um, because I had a bag full of shit that was for sale in my possession. And it was just so cold that I couldn't even like function. And I, I have crippling anxiety, and it was something that I actually learned about fairly recently. So I was at one point sitting on the wall, and I was like shaking. And I'm like, wow, I really got to chill the fuck out. And then I like Brian asked me a question. I went went over and I started talking to Brian. And as I opened my mouth, my teeth were just chattering. And I'm like, oh, I'm just cold. Good for me. Um, so definitely did not have a, a stiffy, unfortunately. Um, it uh, it was way too cold for that. I had an innie. But um, had I, well, I mean, I don't like men. So I guess it would be probably just, it would be an innie for the majority. I've never gotten a, a I mean, I guess if I was to get a stiffy from drinking a beer, it would probably be the beer that I would have with Dale Jr. I didn't get one. I've never been sexually aroused by alcohol. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been sexually aroused because of alcohol, aiding in its... Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I've I've never been like, oh, that's a good-looking can right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's never happened, yeah. I don't know. Every once in a while, you get like a shower beer. Okay, never mind. Um, Nope. Rich Keeter said, uh, fuck, Mary kill, Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon, Noah Gregson, ready, go. Oh, uh, so slow down. <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. All I could think about was Woody Pitcat struggling to understand what this means, and I didn't listen to the three <laughs> names. He did struggle on that hard. Uh, Val Kilmer? What? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the chick? Fuck, Mary kill who? Junior, Gordon, and Noah? Yeah. Oof. Uh, I'm going to fuck Noah just because he's young, little boy. <laughs> uh... uh Oh, Mary Jr. Oh, seems man. like a lot of fun. I'll kill Jeff Gordon. Sorry, Jeff. I mean, I don't want to kill any of them. I mean, yeah, I don't. I actually, don't want to do anything. Who's got any more... of the three options to any of the three of them? Who's but... got more money, Jr. or Gordon? Oh, probably Gordon. You think so? Yeah. yeah it would probably. I mean, it would probably. Uh, Noah. Noah has more my money. answer. My answer was <laughs> nope. gonna be. My answer is gonna be. Uh, Fuck Junior, marry Noah, and kill Gordon, unfortunately, because I feel like Junior would be probably more fun to hang out with than Jeff Gordon. Uh, and Noah, yeah. no, I'm not going to kill Noah because he's our buddy. But, um, so you're going to have sex with Noah? No, marry. Oh, you're going to marry. But that does, that's kind of uh, uh, it's kind of tough going after the last question that was asked, you know? Yeah. I kind of <laughs> like Dale Jr.'s setup, his house deal. I might marry him. Um, yeah, I just don't want to fuck Noah, but yeah. like I also don't want to kill him, you know. Right, so I married right. him. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I don't, I don't really want to have sex with any of them. I don't want to marry any of them. I don't want to fuck any of them, and I don't want to kill any of them. Right. 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 Well, that's just part of the game. I feel like Gordon and I, we just we're. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's more fun now. He doesn't drive. I bet he would be fair. Everybody would be fun, but I bet Junior would just be a lot more. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill Gordon. Yeah. Fuck Noah. Yeah. Marry. <coughs> rest, marry in, rest in peace, Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Ah shit. Jeff. The official podcast of the death of Jeff Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tweet that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to start a BFP burner. See, page. you don't we have one? No, race dog, watchdog. Well, that yeah. was just for calling out internet perverts. I was which, thinking um, about that. The racing community has done a fantastic job uh, calling out a local internet pervert this week. Every time yeah. that I get, but on we're clowns. That's fine. Social media, and I see that. The wet jeans burner deal. 
I'm like, fuck, we need one of these so bad. But then I think about how little we actually post on any other our actual social media. I mean, it would help it if I doesn't... it would help if I like logged in. To I don't the even Twitter. Have, <laughs> I don't even have the Twitter that like downloaded right now. But I could I would assume that the last tweet was our show post. Uh, Probably like, yeah yeah, which was part of the heart to heart I had with Charlie on the plane was like, hey, we just need to post more. Like I don't care if it's a paint scheme or like I like I when I got home or when I was on driving down the highway, I looked at our Facebook or. Might have been Facebook because I shared the Nasty uh, win because Nasty won and I was sitting around a fire. And then I, when I found out that Junior won, I think there, I was there was, was not like even waking a t- up. there wasn't even a tweet for episode one sixty one. Yeah, it's not here, dude. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. The last the last actual post was one sixty because I always yeah. have to like. So I mean, I have to like get, edit like ninety percent of it to make it. We might have just needed tweet. a longer flight because the heart to heart was just totally about like, hey, like I I'm fine with doing like all of this shit, but like if we could just keep up on the social medias and we're like. Problem yeah. is, is that like so I work at a place where people call out all the time, so I work by myself and I do like eleven things at once, and then it's six o'clock all of a sudden. I'm like, oh cool, I haven't even yeah, looked at my phone. The days just fucking go yeah. and like. You know. I, I went to go try to share the uh, Mike Jr. post from Racing America yesterday when I was driving on the highway, but it was like a day and a half later, and I was just like, I don't. Uh, I'm already in, stood in stuck in traffic for over an hour, and uh, unfortunately, he is one of our good friends, and I'm glad that he did a win, but I'm sure that was in your notes, Bob. Really? <coughs> it was. Dick stomped him? He did. He. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. We were, I was doing the wedding things and the benefit things, but uh, the Tommy Baldwin Jr. modified team off to a – a hot start, you know, they won the championship with Jimmy Blewett. Uh, I believe Caleb Hetty won a smart tour race a few weeks ago, and now Mike Jr. breaks into victory lane in the 7NY Saturday night at Thompson, uh, winning the open modified 125. Uh, like I said, didn't watch it, have no idea how it went, just saw that Jr. won. And I don't hate that. We're, uh, no, we're, no uh, we like that. We are the official that. podcast of the fans of Mike Jr. So. Yeah, you can tweet that one yeah. for sure. And uh, also, I think. Uh, I haven't met the feller, but I believe you did. One of the Chapman boys, Stephen Chapman, won the <laughs> SK Light race. Yep. yep. Um, so it seems like that's two victories for the program. Stephen's the the one brother that I don't know as well as uh, Tyler and Jason. But. Yeah. No, I don't really. They all cars look the same. I don't know which one's which, but I saw they won anyway. Yeah, there's like a – it's like the Stephen's Moss of Modifieds. There's like a 14, 14 a 41. 41 yeah. Yeah. Steven's taller, that's all I know. And they had some other races, but like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch them. I don't know. I, I did watch a little bit of the, they call them limited sportsmen, but they look, you know, they're street stocks. I was watching on my phone at one point, waiting for dinner at the wedding, but um, I was um, drinking and my eyes don't work anyways, so I couldn't really see what was going on. The phone screen was too small. But. I seen the Bukaki one, so. Oh, yeah, no shit. Yeah. I, I did see that and I forgot to write it down. Yeah, Derek Bukaki wins the. <clears throat> late models other than that i didn't see uh those three names there i didn't recognize the other two unfortunately yeah uh, i think brian brian tag was second in the late models i saw um I, don't know, I should probably take better notes but the other note i have is uh Derek thorne settling scores at pensacola um, yeah i don't yeah. understand why <laughs> i would have probably waited for the big race but well i don't understand why everyone's so fired up at him chandler smith punted him out of the way for the biggest super late model win in the of the year not that it was Chandler Smith's fault, but that was also the second straight year that that happened to Derek Thorne. So I'm and, sure that, that one so hurt him. And so now we're going to be mad and crucify Derek Thorne because he spun him out a couple months later. Now, it's not Derek Thorne's fault that Jet Nolan just came three days later and blistered um, Chandler Smith sitting in the middle of the racetrack, but... Like I just I don't I don't get it. Everyone's all fired up. Now I get it. It tore up a bunch of cars. Like all of Donnie Wilson's cars got wrecked out of the deal, unfortunately, but 
you punted him out of the way for the win in the Snowball Derby. Did you think he wasn't going to do something yeah. back to and, you at and, some point? And you're back at the same racetrack, opposite scenario. I like mean, you got to at least be looking in your mirror. There's a little self-awareness would go a long way, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that he wasn't trying to wasn't trying to wreck him. He was just trying to rattle his cage. Well, and, and he well, spun he him did. off. A, he spun him off the two turn to the infield. That's usually the safest place to put somebody. Let's and, just say the cage got rattled. <laughs> And uh, and Chandler locked it down like you could have let off the brake and let it slide down the hill some more. You didn't need to like lock the thing down in the middle of the backstretch. And then, like I said, Jet Nolan, Jet uh, Nolan just is bad. Yeah, and I, and I guess he got hurt, so I don't want to clown on him too bad. But he yeah. did. There was several seconds. Yeah, and he nuked fucking Chandler Smith. Uh, just the the anytime I think of Chan- or Jet Nolan is that what was that it Speed Weeks last Jamie year Skinner before, deal too, where he yeah. went through like eleven cars in the yeah. first day and a half of racing. Yeah, that was bad. And then last night, um, big fan of like any races that are on flow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting immersed in the Smart Modified Tour on accident <laughs> just because they're on flow. And isn't that um, what the Robert Labinty does? Yeah, yeah, he, uh, I think he finished third. Or Old yeah, Bob he Labinty. finished third. Um, John Boy, Jonathan Brown won that race at Franklin County. I don't know, a little racy little joint I'd never heard of. And As Sean Foster would say. Somewhere in the Carolinas. He beat um, Bobby Miesemer and I think Bobby Labonte. Caleb Hetty was there running the 7NY and destroyed that thing. I think they blew a right front. Um, yeah, so other than that, that's, uh, my weapon of the week is Adam Schefter for being an absolute dipshit. What happened there? So Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins sadly passed away. Uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night, whatever. Got hit by a dump truck while on the highway. Yeah. That's a wild in itself. And Schefter made sure to, in breaking the news, mention the fact that Haskins had struggled to catch on as an NFL quarterback. It's like, why do you even care? What yeah, is, that like, seems irrelevant at that point. Like, yeah. um, Cardale Jones, who was Ohio State's quarterback before Dewey Haskins, was like, hey, how about you say that he was a brother, a friend, a father? Like, why do you have to mention that he may have struggled in the NFL? Like, he was still an NFL quarterback. Yeah. There's yeah. about 30 of those in the world. He had just as good of a shot as Mitch Trubisky to make the Steelers quarterback, like right. the starting quarterback position. He also was fucking nasty in college, was, too. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he set just about every Ohio State passing record as there was. Um. So, but shout crazy because shout Ohio out to Adam State, Schefter for being a dipshit. Ohio State is fucking hate the media. Ohio State, they're not fucking whatever. The, yeah, the Ohio State. Ohio State University, and also Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt went on some. This guy's like a thousand years old and needs to be euthanized. He went on some, <laughs> <laughs> went on some diatribe about how you know Haskins. You know he was he was asking for this. You know he's made poor life choices. Like it's like with all it boiled down to was him. Like he. He only played for two years in college and went to the NFL when Gil Brands, he should have stayed for three. And it's like, why? What the fuck? In, in year three of college, would he have learned the don't walk out into traffic class and this wouldn't have fucking happened, you clown? Yeah. Like, Yeah, Gil, he, he, he smoked the marinara once, so he's a bad dude. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. Unbelievable. <laughs> old old, white, fucking old white people need to just be put down. <laughs> yeah. Bob, we're, we're getting to be old white people. You understand that. Put me down when I get on here and say some r- fucking ridiculous shit. <laughs> Bob. Which has probably already happened. We don't want to retroactively do that. Yeah. Char- Charlie, why are you grabbing a gun? <laughs> Brad, Brad. Uh, no, I don't want to put this blindfold on, Brad. Why are you saying that? There's just a meme of the, you know, the Spider-Man meme. The three of us just pointing guns at each other. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, all retroactive. Yeah, my, I mean, uh, do you have a weapon of the week? Maybe I don't really have a weapon games. of the week, no. Um, the, no. Okay. I just don't. Well, no. well, yeah. Mine was going to be uh, Ty Gibbs, but I tried to give it to you, and you said no. So um, I will yeah. go with Ty Gibbs as well um, for keeping his helmet on, and uh, Johnny Sauter for just being an absolute clown. Fair enough. 
Yeah. So what do we got going on this weekend, boys? Got a whole bunch of fucking Latin going on. Northeast Classic, the second annual, uh, is uh, is kicking off at about fucking 8.30 a.m. on Saturday. Give me more morning heat races. Yeah. I mean, I think it actually All goes in. green at 10, so hopefully a bunch of people come out and see that. But, yeah, i uh pretty excited. Obviously, you get a bunch of cars on the big track, and they tend to put on a good show and uh, even better show. Between pass and act, there's almost 80 entries alone yeah. just for those two. That's yeah, dope. I think that there was damn near 40 uh, act entries, and I looked at the pass one, and there was like 37. So and what do we got? Uh, modified Racing Series, Street Stonks, Limited Sportsman, and Northeast Main Stock Tour. And yep. the trucks, yep. the trucks there too. Yeah, yep. I got a whole full day of racing. Um, nothing better, and it's it's good. It's it's early enough in the year that you get a little bit of sun, and you're not going to bake into the grandstands. Uh, might be it might be tarps off, but that's just going to be because of the alcohol. So yeah, last year we went with Jake Rogers, and that was <clears> a time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Pretty excited. I ended up pissing off the back of the grandstands last year. I'm going to try not to do that again. I will try to keep my <laughs> dick in my. I forgot pants. about that. Oh yeah, dicks um, were out on top of the grandstands. They didn't have that. Well, no. In in my defense, I did say it's for Harambe before I did it. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, pop culture reference. Not, seven years later, not the official podcast of pissing in public. No, but the official the dicks po- out for Harambe podcast. <laughs> Tweet that. <laughs> Should you? Are you going to Loudon, Charlie? <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to be actually. Uh, oh, going, that's right. You said you're going to Wiscasset. Going to Wiscasset to go practice yeah. the old uh, Spot Series car, Super Street. Or excited. I think. Uh, super fucking whatever it is. There's going to be a good chunk of uh, the crew that showed up to the, the Mariners game to uh, support us for Maine Motorsports Night. It's going to be uh, making their first trip to a racetrack this year at, uh, at the World Center of Speed. New Hampshire International Raceway Park. I don't think World that's right. <laughs> that, that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Regardless, Loudon's not sure. even New Hampshire Center for Speed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, fuck. Well, boys, we do have a, a new sponsor. Hell yeah. For the shows. Uh, a good friend of mine, Amy Hinton Harrop, uh, started a, a thing back in 2017 called Chasing the Checkered. And again, founded in 2017, Chasing the Checkered is an online racing editorial and platform dedicated to bringing positivity to our local short track racing community. Featuring weekly race race wow race recaps from Wiscasset Speedway and other touring events, driver spotlight features, yearly fundraisers, and more. It's the place to go for all things short track related in Maine and New England. You can join the community today on Facebook. That's going to be facebook.com slash chasing the checkered or on Instagram at chasing the checkered. You'll be glad that you did. Amy, uh, really just good for our sport. I think she's always been a true fan. She's uh, super part friendly, my, super nice. Yeah, been a part of my team for a very long time now. You've got uh, the 13 supers have chasing the checkered decals on the wing boards. Yeah, you got plenty of uh, chasing the checkered local short track weapons. Uh, Bobby is one, myself, Garrett Lamb, Logan Melcher, just a few. Um, all repping chasing uh, Rusty the checkers. for sure cleaned that kid out at Oxford a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Yeah, you'll have that. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, very good human, very good uh, source for information, and uh, just all around good things for motorsports. So thank you, Amy, for hopping on here. That's episode 162. She's on for a little while now, so it's going to be a multi-show deal <coughs> with her. So We didn't even excited. talk 61s last week. We buzzed right over Mike Matt Ordway, Gain. Matt Gain, Richie Evans. Yeah. Matt Dufon. Yep, yeah, yeah. Up, up on the outside. It's his birthday today, actually. Is it? Former guest oh, of the program, birthday, former man. race car driver, because I think he retired, <laughs> but... Oh my god, yeah. dude. I'm so gassed, but I'm so ready for a fucking ass code Sea Dog Blueberry oh, way. Yeah. Hit up B dubs. Uh, yeah, so sixty twos. Um Ricky Bobby. Yeah. You know, like wh- and it's gonna this is gonna sound really Matt yeah, Gaines this, Wagon. This is not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is not a uh 
uh, anything to do with uh, number 62. But yesterday, so we get we get on the highway. We stop at Sheets. We fuel up, whatever. Um, and it says that we're going to get home at about 8.15. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, n- n- not home. We're going to get to Providence 8.15, about two and a half hour drive. I'm like, if I'm not in my bed by 11, I'm going to be fucking pissed. So then all of a sudden it says you're not going to be home until 9.30 to Providence until 9.32. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it goes up to 9.55. And then it goes to 10.12. And it's like you have an did, hour did and a Sam half. Did Sam Mayer just start another one? Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Because uh, we were about when the, the clock was going up, we were about five minutes away from just red on the map. And uh, there was two accidents uh, right after we left the track in Virginia. We weren't more than about an hour and a half on the way. Um, so that hung us up for quite a while. And, and I am... There's like one thing in the world that I just don't do, and it's traffic. And I could not have been sitting there more calm and relaxed yesterday, just because, like, in my mind, the whole thing I was saying, and I don't, maybe it was just because I'm, I'm riding a high of just like having beers with Junior and stuff, but I was just like, I don't, if this is the worst thing that happens to me today, having a pretty fucking good day. I like, I this, think it, I like this positivity. I think that it was actually... Who are you? Well, not to <laughs> not to revert back, but I think it was honestly truly because I was sitting at the gym when I saw on the like ticker and like the actual news report come up on ESPN about Dwayne Haskins, and like I like Dwayne Haskins. Like I, I was hoping Dwayne Haskins would win the quarterback job just specifically so I didn't have to watch fucking Mason Rudolph. But when I'm sitting there the whole time, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on an hour up ahead. Like someone could have been fucking obviously really hurt, and you know, hey, if if an hour worth of traffic is the worst thing that happens to you in your day, you're having a fucking solid ass day. So, uh, yeah, I didn't roll home, uh, roll into bed until about twelve oh five. Bradley, so. Michael, you've grown up. <laughs> you sounded like the therapist I saw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> jumped up on the pit wall next to Junior and fucking Rick Allen got, got some gray hairs, got a little bit of wisdom in me, and now I'm ready to fucking <laughs> <laughs> now I'm ready to preach positivity. Who's wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that. <clears throat> My voice is shot still. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how many 62s. <laughs> Ella Gregson. There is yeah. definitely a... M- yeah, that was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one. Yeah. Brendan Gaughan. Uh, Bre- well, Brendan Remember Gaughan. That, that's that fucking guy. That's, that's, that, that's guy. that guy. That's that fucking guy. Uh, uh, 62s. There used to be a guy that ran a wildcat at Beach. I was just Andy, thinking Andy that. Andy Ayers. Yep. Yeah. There's like a... I watched him smoke I can, the backstretch wall one night right in front yeah, of us. Yeah, he was a... I could yep. picture a Modiford, but I don't know what uh, the fuck... Cody Rose, I think it's a MRS card. Yeah, yep. I, the yep. only reason I know that is it came up on my feed today. That they're getting ready to go to Loudon. Yep. No, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to go to Loudon and uh, indulge in a couple brews and sit in the sun and uh, just have definitely a good, have like a day, so. definitely like I'm, I'm itching to go racing. Like it's it's that time like where it really yeah. kicks. And like I said, if if they if they will formally cancel this big block super race, I'm probably going to try to make a Sunday day trip to the Sizzler. Yeah, and it's uh. We got a couple of fucking weekends coming up. Obviously, you had the Northeast Classic, the big track this week. Uh, a lot of people are going to come out for that. And then next week is the fucking, in my mind, the granddaddy of them all when it comes to the uh, the races going on in the spring here. Um, at least until the season actually kicks off. Then obviously, we have a bunch of events that we're looking forward to. The Lee Race, the Wheel Modified Tour. When do you start, Charlie? What? I believe it's the 23rd, something like that. Yeah, so next Saturday. Yeah. I start the 30th at Star. Star, I believe, starts the week before the 23rd with the bunny brawl and Enduros and stuff. And like you said, the Lee race. Yeah, the Lee race is about a month away. That's going to be. They must have something beforehand. But Star's, I think, going to try to run their program first that day. 
and then Lee's going to run that night. So I'll probably have to uh, fly in late and meet you boys later on. Perfect. Unless sounds, sounds I, I actually don't even know if I'm racing that day. Like they put out a, a press release saying that the 350s do run that day, but then the schedule doesn't have us on there. So I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Well, all I know is that I'll be at uh, Loudon this weekend. You won't be, and neither will you. You'll be at a Wiscasset testing, and you'll be probably working on your car, I assume. So, yeah, I'll, um, be, uh, I'll be watching the pay-per-view for sure. Yeah, got, got that. Obviously, then, then uh, Stafford. And then I am uh, just I'm, I'm tossing around the idea of going to Dover, um, specifically since I found out that uh, – there's not a limit on those passes, and also the garage oh. fellers there, dudes. They were uh, they were trying to get me to go to Dover, so they have a bunch of a couple of buddies that uh, camp out and throw a pretty solid banger. Um, and uh, I believe that we do got a couple friends. I know Mitchy Bags I think is going to Dover, um, but if I can find a couple other folks to go, I would uh, I would definitely enjoy a uh, the a Dover Monster trip. Mile. The, the Dover Dover is one of those tracks that like out of all the tracks I've I've road tripped to Daytona, which um, wasn't really that bad. The road, the trip yesterday back home was probably the worst, but it w- really wasn't that bad either. But I've road tripped to um, Darlington, Richmond twice, uh, Martinsville twice, Charlotte once. I mean, I've I've everywhere. I've gone a little bit of everywhere. I think that the biggest, the best bang for your buck is fucking Dover on the drive-in. It's only about seven and a half hours. Dover's a badass racetrack. I don't know why they only go there once now. And I understand getting into the Nashville market, but there's got to be a track that you can take a race from other than uh, Dover because Dover's like a kind of a you know track of in in its own character i guess and uh yeah i uh i definitely enjoy a a trip there if i can make it work financially that's really the biggest uh biggest problem that uh i'm gonna end up running into but got some uh got work tomorrow that i can uh, you know work some overtime at so i'll uh i'll sort some mail and see what i can't do and hopefully i'll uh i'll be at dover because there's no one uh, obviously once you get past the sizzler it's basically opening out opening uh races for the rest of uh the the northeast so other than that, if I don't go to Dover, I'll end up at Oxford, I assume. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, – what a weekend that was had. I'll, uh, I'm will i going to look for Jesus this weekend. Well, actually, hopefully I don't find him um, now they say that out loud. But maybe Elvis. Let's go with Elvis. <coughs> Jesus is probably going to be the one in the bunny costume, right? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elvis, though, that would be pretty spectacular. I don't know where I go from here. I think it's the end. We're probably going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I actually got to make a phone call. My card got hacked, and somebody tried to buy $2,000 worth of things at a Best Buy while we were recording tonight. So, Oh, cool. Maybe you got your speaker. <laughs> yeah, Ed, <laughs> that's a fucking look forward to. Ed, you piece of shit. Yeah, I was going to say, give fuck, give him a jingle and say you know exactly the motherfucker that did it. Yeah. 778 Roosevelt Trail Wyndham Cigarette Shopper. Oh, good. Now we're going to get sued. All right. <laughs> and we didn't get any backlash after that last week. So. Eh, fuck him. All right. Episode 162. I'm going to go pee. Here's Sean Foster. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.